Welcome to Transform, a podcast highlighting the people and ideas shaping the future of senior living. I'm Austin Montgomery for Senior Housing News. On today's episode, I spoke with Olympus Retirement Living Principal Tim Nelson. The Eagle Idaho-based company operates five communities in three states. Olympus Retirement Living is the operating arm of Cascadia Healthcare, which launched the new senior living entity earlier this year after acquiring multiple properties from the Evangelical Lutheran Good Samaritan Society. This marks the start of Cascadia's push to amass a portfolio of independent living, assisted living, and memory care communities. Our main goal is to really solidify the foundation as we build a lasting organization that can really stand the test of time. Now, here's my interview with Tim Nelson, principal of Olympus Retirement Living. Well, Tim, thanks for joining me today. Good to be here. Appreciate it. And for those who aren't familiar with your backstory, could you tell our listeners how you joined Olympus Retirement Living and your experience in senior living prior to that? I know you've had quite the backstory with the Pennant Group and Ensign as well. So would love to hear just from your perspective for listeners who might not be familiar with you, just to tell us who you are. Yeah, sure. Well, I'm, I'm Tim Nelson, one of the principals at Olympus Retirement Living, which is in the Cascadia Healthcare family of companies. Cascadia Healthcare obviously being the the skilled nursing side of things and Olympus Retirement being the senior living, independent, assisted, memory care, um, all things senior living side of things. My senior living journey began just over a decade ago with with the Enzyme Group uh, on the skilled nursing side of things. And I was a skilled nursing administrator for, for a number of years and had the opportunity probably about six, seven, maybe eight years ago, somewhere in there, seven years ago, can't keep track, the years are flying by, about seven years ago to switch over to the senior living side of Enzyme, which eventually spun off and became the Pennant Group um, in its own publicly traded company. So for about the last seven years, I've operated large communities, small communities, done some regional type roles for for Enzyme and the Pennant Group, um, and got to a point in my my life, my career, where I decided that I say, call me, call me arrogant or call me naive, but I, I want, I thought I can do this the way I want to do it, and I start started my search for skilled nursing organizations that did not have a senior living element to partner with, and um, just through prior connections and industry connections, talked to a number of skilled nursing organizations and and landed with Cascadia Healthcare and partnered with the owners of Cascadia Healthcare to start Olympus Retirement Living. And, and really it was because our, our values, our missions were lockstep. They're the same. <laughs> and, and we meshed and great human beings that work at Cascadia Healthcare and those are the folks that I wanted to partner with. And luckily for me, they chose me to partner with. So that's that's how Olympus Retirement Living um, came to fruition in October of 2021 is when it officially, at least on paper, <laughs> became an organization. And now if you want to maybe talk about the guiding vision statement or mission statement that Olympus might have, uh, we would love to be able to unveil that or kind of have give you the platform to expand on it to just get a sense of what Olympus is and uh, what you're really looking to do for senior living. Yeah, definitely. And, and like I said, 
partnering with Cascadia Healthcare, it was actually their vision that, that drove me to want to partner with them. And, and like I said, we, we aligned and our vision and I guess what you'll say is our vision statement or mission statement is the same as theirs and it's to be a force for good. And that's really what Olympus is setting out to do in the senior living industry and is what they've done in the skilled nursing industry is to truly go into the communities, you know, that we have the opportunity to and truly be a force for good for staff, residents and the community at large. And if we, you know, if we keep that force for good mentality in all things that we do, Cascadia has already proven it, that we, we can't fail. There's no way to fail. And do you want to talk about some of the guiding principles that you're taking into your new role with Olympus and what you're really looking to bring to the table now that it's getting off the ground and it's been over a year now that it's been in place? I would love to know kind of what are some of the uh, guideposts you're really looking at in terms of bringing to the senior living industry? As far as guiding principles go, um, and this really does have plays in with, with being a force for good, is that we are hyper-focused on treating human beings as human beings. And not just a number or not just a means to an end, but, you know, and especially focusing in on our staff and knowing that everybody has a story, everybody has things going on and stressful things going on in their lives. And even if they don't right now, they're going to someday. <laughs> and we are hyper-focused on making sure that even if they do something that you know might be irritating or whatever it is, we all do those things. Um, but really looking at, at each person as the individual that they are, that is one of our main, our main focuses. And also another, another one just as an organization as a whole is competing with ourselves. We, we're not, we didn't get into the senior living industry and, and start this new entity to compete with, with, with everybody that's out there. We really believe that, that there's, enough, there's enough residents out there and there will be for the next 20, 30 years that there, there's enough room for, to have tons of different senior living organizations out there. And we really want to focus on ourselves and improving what we're doing. And, and not looking at everybody else and always trying to chase everybody else around. Just focusing on our, our mission and our vision and staying, staying in competition with ourselves every day. And now you just want to outline the portfolio, the physical layout of Olympus Retirement Living and what the communities kind of look like right now, just in terms of the total number of communities, but also uh, market areas. would love to know the physical fingerprint, if you will, of Olympus right now. Yeah, so right now we are teeny tiny. We literally are only operating one community up in northern Idaho that we've we've had for not quite a year yet. Um, a lot of things have been in the works and 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 a huge transaction that that just uh, you know became public knowledge a couple, a couple of weeks ago, where Olympus is going to go from one community to technically six more if you look at it real estate wise, but really it's going to be four more entities. So we'll go from one to five in the next couple months with the, the good Samaritan transition of their senior living portfolio up in the Northwest. So we'll be in the Oregon, um, Eastern Washington, and some more up in uh, Northern Idaho markets. 
And so, yeah, so going from one to five, this whole first year and a half has really been prepping for that because we've been in talks with Good Samaritan for, it feels like nearly a year. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we've kind of had to put some other things on the back burner for the last year or so, which has been a little bit cringeworthy sometimes when, you know, you really want, you know, you start a new organization and you want to get going. And this has been an amazing practice and patience for me. Um, and those that, you know, my partners and, and those we work with. So, yeah, so now for, for the foreseeable future, at least the first two quarters um, and maybe three of the year, these we'll call it six entities. There's there's a couple of real different <laughs> real estate transactions happening that uh, actually make it more properties than just six. But but really, we're, we're going to be operating that many in the first part of this year. And obviously, I know your focus right now, you mentioned, is on optimization, obviously. But uh, just looking ahead, will you see a future goal of maybe multiple communities in a year? Um, any ter- any uh, thing you're really looking at in terms of new growth or a growth trajectory in terms of where you might be headed? Or is it all just looking internally right now? It's a great question. Right now, we are 100% looking internally. Not that Not that we aren't you know, visiting other communities and, you know, (laughs) offers are coming on the table every day, just probably like every other organization out there. And we don't have a growth goal right now. We want to grow organically. Cascadia, you know, for their first few years only operated just a handful of of skilled nursing facilities. And then, you know, it was year three, year four is when they, you know, they would take on 12, 10 in a year. And we're, we're not at that point yet. With, with Olympus Retirement Living, we're, you know, with this good SAM transition, we're really getting our, our feet wet and we want to make sure that we're taking care of those that staff and those residents there, getting all of our ducks in a row, and then we'll continue to look to, to grow in the future. Great. And getting into that good SAM uh, transaction, do you want to talk about that? Is there anything you can provide in terms of how that came to be, why that was the right opportunity? Uh, you want to just talk about what really led to that and why that was such a instrumental piece for getting Olympus started. Yeah, definitely. And I could, I could speak only from my perspective on, on this, of course, and not good Samaritans or even Cascadia's really, but even though I might have a little more insight into Cascadia's thoughts on this, but one of the beauties of partnering with Cascadia healthcare and the amazing organization that they are is that they had had for years some some deals come on their table where it was you know whatever it was three skilled nursing facilities and a senior living community or five skilled nursing facilities and five senior living communities and they always passed on those um, the ones that couldn't be broken out because they are humble enough to know that they don't really know anything and those Cascadia folks are skilled nursing folks they don't know anything about senior living they've never you know they they probably know enough to be dangerous and dabble in it. And but they um, they passed up on a lot of opportunities. So, you know, very quickly after we formed Olympus Retirement Living, we were looking at a bunch of other properties and and Cascadia Healthcare actually got into conversations with Good Samaritan when Good Samaritan decided to kind of consolidate back to the Midwest. And and so specifically, since Cascadia Healthcare is you know the largest skilled nursing provider in Idaho, and they have a, a large footprint in the Northwest. They they got into discussions with Good Samaritan in the Northwest, and that Northwest portfolio of Good Samaritan. And so, luckily for for Olympus, there there was also all, all their senior living communities in the Northwest. 
Um, so just by virtue of partnering with Cascadia Healthcare, this Good Samaritan conversation started happening in the Northwest. And so teamed up as Cascadia and Olympus and that Cascadia family of companies to, to go into, you know, talks with Good Samaritan and, and kudos to them. They are an amazing organization that those, those people that work there are salt of the earth and really care about their staff and their residents and what was going to happen to them. And we weren't the only people they were talking to. That's for sure. They were talking to a lot of other organizations out there and we felt like we were blessed that our missions aligned, our visions aligned. They, Cascadia Healthcare has a lot of amazing folks in their upper echelons and so does Good Samaritan and, and we meshed and, you know, and we're able to get this done in the last couple months. Finally, being able to go a little bit deeper on the transition would love to to really start talking about that as well, because you just touched on it of making sure that the people in place on the ground uh, were being reassured about everything that was going on above them, but to really make sure that they were relaxed or had uh, the same operational day to day as they normally would have as this transaction was going on. So would love to know just how you came into that and really what you really wanted to bring in terms of the early stages of the transition and what that looked like to be able to kind of ease everyone's mind, if you will, and really just make sure that this is something to where people can see the, the light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. Right. And we all know these transitions can be very difficult, especially for the existing operation and the staff that's worked there. And my goodness, Good, Good Samaritan has has employees that have worked at, at their communities for literally over 40 years. A lot of 20 plus year staff members and, and a lot of them in their leadership, um, local leadership and within the communities. Um, so we knew going in and we had a lot of discussions with Good Samaritan because they wanted they wanted this to go really smoothly for their folks too. But, but again, if we, if we just for, focused on being that force for good and treating these folks as humans and not just like, okay, now we're getting this many employees, but who are these folks and really focusing on, on them as people. So the transition is, is early. So the announcements were made to, were made to the individual communities all on the same day. So folks from Good Samaritan went to all 10 or 11 locations and folks from Cascadia and Olympus went to locations with them. And we held employee meetings and town hall meetings. And it really, it was awesome. I had the opportunity. I, I, I went to Moscow, Idaho, where they have a large skilled nursing and, and senior living communities up there. And we literally did six town hall meetings that day. A couple, a couple with staff and we did independent living residents and town home residents and skilled nursing residents and assisted living residents and their families. And, um, and really, I drank a lot of water that day because my throat was getting dry. But we, we really went in there with the main focus being to ensure that the staff and the residents felt safe. Like safety was, was the word of the day. Sure. Um, we wanted to calm the nerves and let them know that, you know, we partnered with Good Samaritan on, on these transactions because our values align. There, you know, there was a lot of talk of going from a, a nonprofit organization to a private company and some of the worries behind that and some of their even religious practices that they, they have on campus. 
And I really feel, um, and all the feedback from all the other communities were that everything was very smooth. <laughs> and, and I think we were able to get the message across that, hey, we're, we're here to continue Good Samaritan's legacy and the way that they treat people and staff and residents alike and their families. And, you know, to, to be realistic and say, we don't do things exactly the same way the Good Samaritan does, but at the heart of it, we have the same heart and we have the same mission and we're all here for the same reason. So, so all the conversations that we had and I've heard from, from different various partners at Cascadia and Olympus is that we think we got the message out there um, pretty smoothly and, and Good Samaritan um, did an amazing job in their announcement of, of the sale of these, these properties. So all in all, it went about as well as you can. There's been some follow-up in the last couple of weeks from, I've, get, I've gotten some emails from, you know, personally from, from different residents or staff members asking certain questions. And, and really we're, we're a very transparent organization and, and we make sure to answer those questions and put them at ease. And um, I don't know that the answers are always what exactly they want to hear, <laughs> but, but we just want them to know that we're going to be open and honest with them and, and, you know, start building trust with these with these employees and these residents from day one. And I think that that aspect of trust is important to talk about, too, because we had heard when the announcement had come out and we had had communication with Cascadia that they had said that they planned to retain existing staff at the acquired properties. Just wanted to check in on that. Um, what's the process been like building up staff? Because we've heard for the last year, or two years, actually, just how tough staffing is right now. Would love to know just your perspective on on what what it's been like building up staff, retaining staff, making sure that within these six properties that you have enough staff ready to go, and just making sure that that you guys are able to continue operations as normal. Yeah, that's a great question because yeah, one that was probably one of the biggest questions, obviously, from the staff members are, do we still have a job? And and it was it was actually really easy to say yes because I don't have my bus full of Olympus employees, you know, in in some of these even rural areas um, or smaller towns even that um, we're just going to roll up and replace everybody. And joking aside, we plan on retaining everybody. That that really is the plan, and it has been. It's been fun and exciting and nerve wracking the last couple of weeks to actually now that we can go into the communities um, on invite only, really. But the, the executive directors that they have there on site have um, at least the ones I've been involved in have been very open with us and inviting us in and just to, just to meet people and get to know them. And and so far, everybody we've met has been amazing, especially on the leadership side of things. We haven't been able to spend the time there yet that, that we you know get to know all the floor staff or anything like that. And that's, that's coming very quickly, but our plan really is to, to retain the staff. Good Samaritan has done an amazing job, an amazing job in these properties. And we obviously want to continue that legacy. <laughs> so, and who better to, who better to know those communities and, you know, even speaking of the community at large, the towns, than than the folks that have been there for most of them for a really long time. So, you know, I, we're really planning on, relying on their expertise and their knowledge of their staff and their residents and the town and all the resources that are out there. We're, we're really relying on them to be great partners with us as we move forward with the transaction. And I think another thing within senior living right now that everyone is keyed in on are rates and really understanding where rates are at this year. I mean, we've seen anywhere across the board from 7% to 13% rate increases, right? So they're really all over the place. And we're seeing kind of that that elevated nature of rates right now, just because we're seeing 
more margin compression uh, in the last 12 months than we have previously. Would love to check in just on what your really your perspective is on rates just within Olympus communities. And I know obviously the portfolio is small right now, but would love to kind of hear your perspective on where you view rates and how they play into the overall conversation just within within operations. Yeah, this is the part that nobody likes to talk about in senior living is is the business side of things, <laughs> right? Um, we all get into this this industry, which I even hate using that word, but it is an industry because we we love taking care of people and we love taking care of, of staff and but but we do have a business to to operate, you know. And and I've always I've always loved the the mantra of no margin, no mission. We have to we have to create a margin in order for us to achieve the mission that we're after of, of taking care of people. So yeah, specifically about the rates, I've really seen it kind of across the board. Like you said, I've seen it from 3% to, to 15%. And, and a lot of that I think has to, has to do with the specific market that you're in, but more of it has to do with what, what were folks doing pre pandemic and during the pandemic with their rates. And there, there was a lot of folks kind of shotgunning it sometimes before the pandemic where, hey, we do a 4% every, every year. We do a 3% every year. And it was a little bit arbitrary because, you know, costs might have been a little more stable and staffing was a lot more stable back then. And rate increases were somewhat arbitrary, not that people didn't use, you know, the consumer price index and, and things like that, but it was somewhat arbitrary. And then during the pandemic, it all kind of went haywire and some people didn't do rate increases for three years because they wanted to maintain census. And some people increased their rates because there were all these new costs. And, and, and as we come out of the pandemic, you see that the, the cost of, of rent for these residents is all over the board. Mm-hmm. And so now I think we see these huge swings from, like I said, 3% to 13 or six to 13, whatever it is. You see those huge swings now because as we come out of the pandemic, rates are all over the place. <laughs> so now everyone's trying to catch up and say, okay, where do we need to be? Because we've had a lot of these questions coming, you know, from Good Samaritan residents or are you going to raise our rates? Are you going to double our rates? And and the question is we we have to do we have to do one what what's best for the individual communities. We don't have an Olympus or a Cascadia. Hey, this is what the rates are going to increase across the board. We really have to take a look at the individual communities. Speaking specifically about the Good Samaritan communities, they they really let their leaders locally kind of manage that, you know, the rates and things like that. So they are a little bit maybe all over the place. So we're really taking a deep dive at each individual location to see what we need to do if there needs to be any adjustments. And and that's that's really once the transaction is is complete in, in over the next couple months you know we have a little bit of buffer in the next couple of weeks and months to really figure those numbers out so so speaking specifically to where the Olympus retirement living communities are going to be rate wise or rate change wise it's really hard right now because we're still analyzing that data but we're, we're trying to have the residents you know rest assured to the, to these residents that we're really looking at it on the individual basis at the community. Good Samaritan, you know, they have all different types of communities in affluent areas and some not, and maybe some with a lot of Medicaid residents and some with a lot of private pay residents. So there's really a lot of data to, 
to kind of an analyze in each individual market, each individual community. So we'll get there really soon. But I, from what we've seen so far, we're not anticipating any huge rate increases or anything like that. Just because Good Samaritan has done an amazing job operating these communities already. And now just off of that, I think the other conversation that everyone likes to have right now is talking about occupancy as well. Just in terms of optimization and stabilization, right, there's still some ways you have to go to really get things to where you want them to be, right? So would love to really know kind of what your trajectory or what your goal would be for occupancy in terms of 2023. And if there's like a benchmark that you're really looking at within the the portfolio, albeit small, but kind of where you're really looking to go for 2023. Yeah. So, you know, our internal analysis and tells us that we need to be at least 85% occupied across the portfolio to be a healthy entity. And, and we really, we really should be at 85% or more, but I do, I do see, you know, the current, the current trends out there that a hundred percent occupied is not out of the realm of possibilities anymore. Like it has been for the last couple of years, maybe the last five years even, but, but really our, our initial, our initial goals will be 95% occupancy across the portfolio. And again, lucky for us that Good Samaritan uh, does an amazing job that across the, across the entire Good Samaritan portfolio that we have coming on board, that their occupancy is pretty high. So, you know, but, it, but again, it's, it's community specific. You know, they, they have some communities that their independent living apartments are only 50% occupied, but their, their twin homes are 100% occupied. And, and then vice versa at some other campuses. So we really are looking at this as market by market, facility by facility, um, just taking that approach, you know, strategy wise anyways, what we need to do in each specific facility. But, but we do see the uptick in the industry. Again, don't, don't love that word, but in the industry as a whole. And really it looks like the trajectory is that you know, the days of, oh, we can never get to 95% occupancy, you know, they're over and, and, and we're headed that way. So we're excited about that. You know, I, I've never, I've never made a goal necessarily to be a hundred percent occupied because I always feel like you're at least working on the turn of one apartment or something, you know, the maintenance folks are in there and it's going to be open for like two weeks or something. So I've actually never given a a hard goal of, of a, to a, a marketing executive or something that we need to be hundred percent occupied, just knowing that, Hey, we're always going to be turning over one apartment at least, or maybe two or something, but being in the high nineties is not um, out of the realm of possibilities anymore. And it's exciting. Yeah. I had someone today describe to me the occupancy rebound sort of as like the Nike swoosh, just like going <laughs> kind of straight up in the last six quarters, I think. And I just yeah. thought that was a really interesting way to describe it. I hadn't heard it that way, but totally right. there's, there's a lot of opportunities there. Uh, now, just looking ahead for 2023 and the time we have left, uh, you, ha- you want to speak to some of the main goals that Olympus has had heading into the year? I know you've spent a lot of the time kind of talking about stabilization and then optimization, but uh, just wanted to check in on main goals for the year ahead. Yeah. And, you know, we have some some data driven goals, obviously, internally, but but really the the goal, you know, this last year and a half, I've kind of, exp- you know, shared the the ride we've been on and, you know, working up to this Good Samaritan deal. But really, our our main goal is to 
really solidify the foundation as we build a lasting organization that can really stand the test of time. That's, that is what, you know, we want to be here. Olympus Retirement Living wants to be here in 20 years. It wants to be here in 30 years. That might not be the goal of some, of some organizations that are starting out where, you know, they plan to build up a really nice portfolio and sell it. So if they are and they're listening, we'll, we'll take a look at it. <laughs> but, but, but we, we are really um, focused on building something long lasting. We, we want to be in this for decades to come. And this is, you know, I look at it as a calling and this is what I want to do. And this is what I've chosen to do. I feel like I should be doing and luckily surrounded by some amazing folks that feel the same way. So our goal is to really solidify the foundation, especially culturally and, and process wise. So without speaking to like specific financial goals or anything like that, that we might have, we, we really need to take 2023, especially with this, this big, you know, for us, what, what, which is a big transition of, of communities and really put our stamp on it and, and start to build something long lasting. Well, Tim, I really appreciate you joining me today. Thank you so much. That was great to be here. I appreciate it. That does it for today's episode of Transform. I'm Austin Montgomery for Senior Housing News. Thanks for listening.